0: The 2024 elections if you plan to vote republican would you like to see donald trump run again or someone else
1: it's time for the line of fire with your host biblical scholar and cultural commentator dr michael brown your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity call 866-34-TRUTH to get on the line of fire and now here's your host dr michael brown
0: we are gonna have a model discussion today here on the Line of Fire. We are gonna have an opportunity as mature followers of Jesus to express some different viewpoints without offending each other or insulting each other because that's what we seek to do here on the Line of Fire and I believe that's what's in your hearts as well. Welcome to the broadcast, Michael Brown. So glad to be with you here to infuse you with faith and truth and courage so you can stand strong in the Lord. Here's the number to call 866 348 7884 866 34 Truth. Now, if you have a general Bible or theology question, something about culture wars, just random, and you want to call and ask me that or share your viewpoint for my feedback on something else. I may get to calls on all kinds of subjects later in the show. So feel free to call in. If you don't mind holding for a little while, feel free to call in with any question on any subject. Maybe you're unable to get through on Friday when we do the entire broadcast. So phone lines are open to you, but we're gonna focus first on political issues. Now look, if my calling in God was to be the pastor of a local church or a traveling evangelist, and that was my primary calling, I wouldn't be having this discussion maybe privately with friends, but I wouldn't be using the platform God gave me to have this discussion. It it wouldn't be something I would focus on. And if I was the pastor of a local church, (laughs) excuse me, uh, this kind of subject, although constructive, to major on it could be more divisive than helpful. If I was a traveling evangelist seeking to win the lost and equip the body to, to win the lost, this would be a distraction from that mission. If my main calling was only to teach the Bible and to help us grow in the Word of God, well, it, this would be off topic in many ways. However, while I am called to win the law, especially Jewish people, while I am called to teach the Word, while I am called to, to go to the nations and help stir revival in the church, I'm also called to be your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. I'm also called by God to navigate how we as believers walk through the minefield of politics, navigate the culture wars, understand how we are to live and to please God. It's part of what God has called me and anointed me and gifted me to do so as your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. I want to share thoughts not to be obnoxious, not to stir up conflict, not to get people reacting. And then the phone lines light up and though I've had, we had a good show because everybody reacted. I, no, that would be good in the eyes of the world, but not in the eyes of God. I want to be constructive. I want to have an honest, constructive viewpoint. All right, here's my view in short. Let me give you the the short of it. I personally believe Donald Trump has too much baggage and that those of us who resonate with the platform of the Republicans rather than the Democrats could do better and have another candidate who would have many of Trump's strengths but not so many of his weaknesses. And that would be better for the good of the country overall and better for the good of the church overall. That's my viewpoint. Now, I'm going to unpack this and share why. But if you agree with me, that's great. Call in and let me know who you think would be the best Republican candidate. If you differ with me, call in and make your case for Trump. Or if you feel that, voting Republican is wrong and that the Democrats have the better platform, whether you consider yourself a follower of Jesus or not, we can discuss all that. You can make that case. So we're going to have a discussion where you get to weigh in and and we'll do it in a way that if, if I totally disagree with you, I'll still do it with respect. All right. 866-34-TRUTH. Now, I did a Twitter poll. I did a Twitter poll, posted it last night at 826. We've gotten 765 votes so far. That's, that's a pretty good response, uh, especially because it was a limited subject. And I've got, what, only like 45,500 Twitter followers. I mean, So compared to those with, with multiplied millions, uh, you know, the responses are going to be less than mine. It's, it's a good, healthy response. If you plan to vote Republican, would you prefer Trump as the 2024 candidate or someone else? Feel free to specify your other candidate of choice in the comments, and then once your answer, please read my article linked here. So don't hear my opinion, for, vote first, respond first, and then go to my article. So here's the voting this for. Those who said Trump was their preferred candidate, that's 17.9%. Those who said someone else, 76.9%. And then indifferent, either way, just 5.2%. So better than seven and a half out of 10 said we would prefer someone other than Trump. We plan to vote Republican, but we would prefer someone other than Trump. And less than one in five said that we we would prefer Trump. Now, this is just a poll on my... Twitter feed, that's all it is. Nothing more than that. But in my recollection, the, the folks that follow me, a lot of them are very much pro-Trump. So I was I was interested, maybe a little surprised to see this response. So I wrote an article, it's on the askdrbrown.org website, askdrbrown.org. So if you happen to agree with what I'm sharing today, you can share this article with others and it's simply called Trump has too much baggage. Trump has too much baggage. That follows an article that I wrote, oh, let's see, December of last year, Trump knocked the door down, let someone else walk through it. Trump knocked the door down, let someone else walk through it. All right, so many of you know my own history with Donald Trump. I really opposed him in the Republican primary. I I didn't oppose him. I was fighting against him. I was nobody in in his world, right? But I I didn't like him as a candidate. I didn't like the fact that so many Christians were following him. I thought they were being duped. I thought this man's just using us. I thought this guy's not going to keep his promises. He's the ultimate political manipulator. He did as a businessman. He knows how to sell himself. We're getting duped. And, and I preferred Ted Cruz, but I really preferred virtually anybody else of the Republicans other than Donald Trump. When it became clear that there was a lot of support for me, even among Christian leaders, one of my friends reached out to me and said, Mike, maybe there's more going on here. And, and as, as people got to know him close and personal, someone would contact me right about, hey, I'm about to, to get alone with Trump and spend time with him. And then they, they'd call me or text me afterwards they said, no, there's something about this guy. And we, it's unlikely, and it's surprising, and he's the last one we would pick, but, but we really feel that, that God's in this. And then when it was Trump versus Hillary, I had always said, once we get through the primaries, Trump versus Hillary, then I'll have to vote accordingly. Obviously, if you share my convictions, abortion is a massive, massive issue in God's sight. All right? I'm not telling all of you, you must have my same convictions. I'm not making a spiritual judgment on you. If you differ with me, please hear me. So allow me to speak freely because I'm not attacking. I'm just sharing my own, just like you have your convictions, right? So abortion is always first on the list. So with Hillary Clinton being so pro-abortion and with Donald Trump standing strongly for pro-life, that was massive for me. Uh, Israel, standing with Israel other family values, despite Trump's messed up past and married three times and all the thing, narcissist, et cetera. So it came time to vote. I said, I can't vote for Hillary. Can I vote for Trump? And I said, I have some misgivings because the kind of person he is, he's so divisive. He's so nasty. He's so narcissistic. He, he, he can be reckless. This can really mess up a country. On the other hand, he could do a lot of good. He wants to fight for religious freedoms as well. He he could appoint justices to the Supreme Court that could potentially overturn Roe. There, he, he he says he's going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. Maybe he's actually going to do it. Maybe he'll have a breakthrough in the Middle East. I, I believe he's going to push back against tyrannical China and the terrorist threat of Iran. These are big existential issues. So I, I've got concerns, but I'm going to vote for him. Four years later, when he kept his promises, when he appointed the justices, when he continued to keep his door open to evangelicals, when he had moved the embassy to Jerusalem, when he had fostered the Abraham Accords, when he stood up to China, when he did these various things, I said, okay, now it's him versus Joe Biden and the Democrat platform continues to become even more extreme. I'm gonna vote for him again. Now, here's the deal. there were Almost every article I ever wrote praising Trump for doing something good, I would have a caveat. I'm always concerned about this. And people are like, why do you always have to say this? It's like, because the concern is always there. And even when I voted for him, I said, okay, I'm voting. And again, if I was a pastor of a local church, this this not be my subject matter. But it's it's, it's part of the fabric of our lives and part of what God called me to do in, in radio and in writing. So to serve the body, here we are with joy. But But what happened was this, that the... I put out very, very clearly, if he doesn't change in certain ways, he could do more harm than good. As we got closer and closer to the 2020 elections, I became more and more concerned, what seemed like almost the cult of Trump in the church, almost a worship of him, as he's the only one that can save America. People will seem more loyal to him than anything. I'd never seen anything like it. And only he could be trusted and on and on it went. My concerns grew, and the more I saw people acting, Christian leaders acting like babies, nasty, divisive, angry, judgmental. Everything was about Trump. Either you stand with Trump or we reject you. I well, was something's terribly wrong here. And ultimately, when he was not reelected, or you believe the election was stolen, either way, he did not get end up being inaugurated. I I, I was convinced. Okay, this was the will of God. Whether it's further judgment on America, either way, whether it was the vote or the steal, either way, it was the will of God that he was not reelected. And in my view, if he had simply humbled himself and become a more decent human being, and if the church did not look to him in such an idolatrous way, he'd be in the White House right now. He brings too much baggage, in my view. I'll take another couple of minutes to explain that, and then straight to your calls. Phone lines are jammed. I want to get to as many as possible on the other side of the break.
1: It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thank you so much
0: about... Thank you so much about <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the line of fire. I was glancing down at a question on the board and it, it said about and that's what was in my mind. Thanks for joining us 866 34 truth. I'm going to go to the phones momentarily. Did you get my emails? Just the beginning of the show, I got one of my emails for the week, the Wednesday watch list, the latest videos we put out this week when Pastor told me yesterday He's now put these all together for his church leaders on different culture subjects, biblical subjects, to educate and equip them. This way, you won't miss a video. You won't miss an article. You'll be updated. We're about to announce our May 2023 trip to Israel. Yeah, amazing. So, this way, get on our emails. You won't miss an announcement. And we get a lot of special stuff we, we pour into you when you sign up. So, go to Ask Doctor Brown, askdrbrown.org and sign up for the emails today. Okay, before I go to the phones, what do I mean when I say Trump has too much baggage? There's always gonna be division over the issues, right? America's deeply divided over major, major issues, and we tend to demonize the other side and so on, and it's the divisive nature of politics. But Trump brings the baggage of a personality of throwing people under the bus, of being unnecessarily insulting and nasty, so you have these character issues, which are shouting out so loudly that a lot of people would have voted for him based on the policies, but the personality pushed them away. There's the baggage of January 6th. I don't believe in any way without detailed knowledge of everything that happened, but from my own outsider perspective, I don't believe that he in any way was legally responsible for what happened on January 6th in, in that. There were specific things he did that can make him legally culpable for the storming of the Capitol, but i believe he's morally responsible and that his rhetoric and the call to fight now i, I don't think he was thinking anything like that was going to happen but what it, the nature of the rhetoric up to then basically telling americans that voted for him that it, unless we stop the steal that we'll never ever have a free election again in our history that it's going to provoke a lot of crazy people that do crazy things. So January 6th is always going to be held over his head. And that, to me, was the negative fruit of him being the kind of guy he is. Bullheaded, able to knock a door down with, with his fists at the same time. Like I said, you, it, 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 you know, a, a demolition ball that swings, and destroys us. That's great for destroying us. It's not great for remodeling a room. But you you always got the same, boom, demolition with Trump for better or for worse. Uh, And and there's the baggage of the election. Now, here's what I mean. Basically, loyalty to Trump is determined by whether you're convinced the election was stolen or not. And there are people absolutely to the core of their being sure, colleagues of mine, that the election was stolen. They don't have any doubt. They've researched. They looked at it. Absolutely sure. Other friends think, no way. It, it, it was conducted fairly, and the courts have, have verified that. And people like Bill Barr and others who are close to it have verified it. And Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6th to, to do his part in certifying the election. Either, either way, 2020 becomes an issue in 2024. That, to me, is not a war we need to fight. You say, no, 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 but Mike, what if, in fact, election was stolen? do we just look the other way? Do we, don't we do we owe it to Trump? Well, maybe our debt is to not think about Trump, but to think about justice for every voter, what's best for America, and to say that the way that we fight fraud, if you believe there was fraud in 2020, is to ensure there's no fraud in 2024. Whether it's Trump or whoever else wins is not the issue. Let's just get the voter fraud thing fixed if you believe it was there. Okay, those are my thoughts in short. My point is not to demean you if you have a different view. My point is not to say you're not as spiritual as me if you have a different view. My point is not to question your relationship with God if you have a different view. My point is to share my heart, hear from you as we interact constructively before the Lord. All right, so let us start with Donna in Norfolk, Virginia. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Thank you, Dr.
2: Brown, I appreciate it. I am calling, I've heard you talk before about um, President Trump, and um, I am 68, have worked um, politics since I uh, was pregnant with my oldest son, and realized at five months that children were being killed, uh, murdered in the womb, and when I felt my son move like that, I knew it was a person, and um, this just could not be, this Mm -hmm. just cannot stand, this is our our Hitler moment. And um, so we've worked my kids, we work politics all the time, we sought to bring in righteousness, push back the evil, uh, put a, a awaken the conscience of the nation. Um, and Donald Trump, in my opinion, is a gift of God. I I don't think about him without thinking, Thank you, God, where did this man come from? Where he has the strength of righteousness. He, is a, he was a man of the world, uh, like Nebuchadnezzar and Darius, that uh, God awakened, and they, they proclaimed him throughout the world. Well, I just think Trump is like that big. He's, uh, the world seemed to um, respect him. He was no fool. The, um, the American dollar, the American taxpayer dollar, that is, um, you know, money can do a lot, was being used for many, many nefarious, wicked, evil things that people, most people knew nothing about because the press didn't report it. Uh, Trump, you know, put the, the media on notice and us, the people, this is fake news. Now, people who followed politics, who followed it deeply, knew that for decades. But he brought it out and he said it boldly. And because he was Donald Trump, The, uh, and I didn't, um, really know why is, why is Trump being asked about Obama's, um, birth certificate? Why does he get, uh, why is the media asking him who is Donald Trump? But anyway, he was known throughout the world. He was, he was bigger than life in a sense. And so he wasn't impressed with flying on a plane. He's not impressed with luxury. He's not impressed with money. He loves America and he loves what it stands for. And he loves Americans. He has a respect and loves all nations. He told, you know, I'm the president of the United States. I represent Americans. You live in Colombia, you should represent Colombians. You live in, uh, you know, wherever you represent your people. And so I'm not going to let, you know, people around the world walk over my country, steal the jobs of middle Americans, bring in fentanyl, um, you know, just destroy our country, <clears throat> destroy our people, destroy their livelihoods. You know, why are many people were unemployed with the Democrats and Republicans in the uh, Congress selling out their jobs, selling out their their um, livelihoods? So men have no jobs. You know, family. Trump seems to have a handle on the basics of what is being uh, what has been stolen, what has been sold out so that the politicians that have been in d c for too long have made themselves filthy rich with filthy rich on the backs, and they don 't i don 't think they have any respect for middle america there 's so much here, but I believe that Donald Trump did for veterans, he did for um, black and hispanics, he did for um People that were sick, the right to try, he did for the Supreme Court for righteousness. He did so much against so much lying, so much uh, against him. Now, how could one man stand against so much opposition if God were not with him? And he's still standing. You know, they've done everything to destroy him, but they cannot do it. And as far as the uh, January 6th and Mike Pence and all that— you know, you need to read like *Revolver News* and read things that people, journalists who are really looking into the setup, the steal, the 2,000 mules, and more to follow. There was they put everything in to steal the country because. And the first thing they put in on uh, when the Democrats took over was to federalize our elections. That's the first thing they wanted to do. So these people are power mad. They're absolutely power mad. And Donald Trump, for all his faults, whatever, he was for America, for the Americans, and for people around the world. He kept peace. There was no war. He, um, you know, tried to help bring uh, even the North Korean man. How much more Christian can you be than try to be fatherly with this guy and bring him into better things? I just...
0: Hey, Donna, Donna, you've been uh, incredibly articulate. And uh, this may be one of the longest calls where I just sat back and listened because you've thought these issues through. So obviously, uh, I agree with much of what you said, which is why I voted for him twice, have a different perspective overall. But the whole reason I'm asking folks to call is to share their perspective. So you heard it loudly and clearly for those who wonder why would a Christian support Trump when he's this kind of character? How can it be a good thing? You just heard from Donna, a very articulate, clear-headed, reasoned argument for why Donald Trump should run again and why he was a godsend. Now, you may disagree passionately. I'm, I'm not putting calls in any order in terms of for or against. Whoever calls in the order they call, we're going to the phone. So you agree, you have a different perspective. Phones are... Open 866 348 Hey, Donna, great job of representing your viewpoint. I appreciate it. And we will be right back.
1: the line of fire with your host dr michael brown get on the line of fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH here again is dr michael brown
0: thanks for joining us today on the line of fire as we focus on the political scene and have a talk as believers or non-believers about how we would vote in 2024 again for me for me as a follower of Jesus, I resonate with key parts of the Republican platform that have to do with issues extremely important to me, and strongly reject other key elements of the Democrat platform that are also important to me. Therefore, I'd be looking for a Republican candidate. I myself am a registered independent, just as my own statement that I don't belong to a party or look to a party in that way. Just again, for me, I'm not judging you if you're you're registered with a party. But as I look to a Republican candidate, I do believe we have other choices that could be effective, strong, decisive, do a lot of the good that Trump did without the bad that he did. That's my perspective. We just heard from a caller who made a very strong case for Donald Trump. Let's go back to the phones. Uh win in Raleigh, North Carolina, welcome to the line of fire.
3: Hi, Michael. I appreciate the opportunity of talking with you, but you stole most of my thunder. I, uh, I called in early and as you kept talking, I kept saying, well, yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that because I really agree with everything you've said so far. But, and I really appreciate what Donna said and I agree with her about the past. I think, um, much of what she said, I agree with about how God, it seems that God raised up Donald Trump when he did. But you asked about 2024 and, um, I don't think Donald Trump is electable, um, and that creates a problem, because I look at our other candidates, and I wonder, well, who would be electable? I was a big Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz, <laughs> Ted Cruz supporter. Tom Cruise, that's uh, it. Tom Cruise, if he runs for real. Top Gun. Okay, go ahead, Ted Cruz. Uh, anyway, Ted I, Cruz. I was a big uh, Ted Cruz supporter right up to the day that he dropped out last time, and... I like DeSantis in Florida, but I think he's got baggage now. Um, I don't think there's a Republican out there that the mainstream media wouldn't say they had baggage. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Ron Paul. Um, He's a believer. He stands for the things that we stand for, and I really like him, just like DeSantis. He's uh, strong on the Republican platform. Um, But, you know, and Mike... Pence is a believer, but I don't think he has the charisma that uh, it would take to be elected. So I'm not sure who we have that's electable, except that we may win this time because everyone hates uh, the president administration about like the the way the Democrats hated Trump. So uh, we've got that going for us. But if I were to pick today who I think ought to be our um, candidate, it would have to be between uh, Ron DeSantis and. uh, uh, Rand Paul, as far yeah. as I can
0: tell. Yeah, and, and, and when the the fact is that, you're right, whoever is going to, to run uh, uh, in the Republican Party is going to be savaged by the left-wing media. Whoever's going to run in the Democrat Party is going to be savaged by the right-wing media, and it's going to be unrelenting. But in my view, Trump uh, brings on even more attack unnecessarily and distracts from the the issues that we want to be the issues, namely these policies versus these other policies and who can better carry them out. And again, from my perspective, recognizing that the biggest issue for the health of America is the health of the church. And we are here on the radio every day to help get the church of America healthy, to do our part, to see the body in America thriving, healthy, vibrant, shining the light, making a difference. From my perspective, the fact that there was this cult of personality around Trump, as I said, this almost unreal loyalty to him, and in cases bordering on and becoming idolatrous. No, people understood Jesus as Jesus and Trump as Trump. When they took communion, they didn't remember the body and blood of Trump. I understand that. But to look to a man and to glorify a man the way he was, was so unhealthy for the church, and I don't see that, that would repeat itself on the same level with other candidates. And if I had to pick one, DeSantis has been real strong in Florida on a numbers of key issues and the economy seems to be strong there, but but I, I'd be happy with others potentially as well. Anyway, thank you, sir, for the call. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Matt in Aura, Utah. Welcome to the line of fire.
4: Hi, Dr. Mike Brown, how are you doing?
0: Doing very well, thank you.
4: Hey, I've listened to you for a long time, and you've really helped me with my walk with so I just want to say I appreciate that. Never
0: thought I'd live to see the day that I would get to talk to you, but here I am. Great. Um, so, as far as
4: what um, the lady said earlier, I agree with it to a point. But I, I also like what the last caller said. I agree with it, you know, dot, 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 in the past. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. I think now, I think there's too much controversy around Trump for him to be electable, and I think that he's too bitter. And it's something that I've seen a lot of bitterness. I don't think it's, I think if he was given to, to put in place of power, there'd be a lot of vindication he would want to hold because of January 6th. And also, firstly, I, this is me, I think he's corrupt now. I, I think when he sits the stage with Johnson & Johnson, even fully knowing how the their vaccines were revoked, because of health concerns, he still pushed it and it on the stage, which shows to me that someone's lining his pocket to have Johnson & Johnson share the stage with them. Personally, I would like, as much as there's, there could be some controversy around him, I would like to see DeSantis run because he's really uh, in Florida, and he's really beginning getting results, and he's stood up to Disney, one of the biggest corporations in the world. And he took them on, and he won. And so I really do think that someone that has that kind of fearless mentality to take on the these major evil corporations that are pushing this um, disgusting LGBT agenda on our children, and he's taking them on, that's who I want on a global platform. Because if you were to look at it, just, for example, Disney, they're a global empire. Not just American. they're a global empire. And he took him on. And he's doing a lot of good for Florida. But I would love to see... I I would have immense respect for Trump if he... What I'm afraid he's going to do is that he's going to do what Teddy Roosevelt did back in the day when he did—he fragmented the Republican Party by starting the Bull News Party. And he did that to, to stick his nose to the Republicans at the time. And he ended up dividing him enough so that that was the first time in many, many years a Democrat got re- got elected. And so I'm afraid that he's going to be so divisive that it's going to fragment the Republican Party because we're nowhere near as united as the Democrats are. That's why they've been successful, is that they have this stance of vote blue no matter who. And so if we could get Trump to back someone like DeSantis, to, like a gentleman bow bow out and say my time is his past, I've I've done the work that I needed to, he was perfect for his time, but I'm putting my full support on someone like DeSantis, I think we could take back the White House. And it would be in an effective matter.
0: Hey hey Matt, I'm just going to jump in here, and I I appreciate that. Um, Let's put aside charges of corruption against Trump. Let's think the best and say that he hasn't been bought, okay? And as far as unity, I mean, the Democrat Party's being pulled asunder because the, there's a minority and the radical left that's pulling others and, and not everyone's happy with that. But sometimes it appears that those on the other side are more united than, than the side you're on. But let's just you could be right on both those. Let's just put those aside. Yeah, that, that is a concern that this would be about Trump more than America. I do believe he loves America. I do believe he's made sacrifices for America. I do believe that that he really cares about the well-being of America and America's place in the world. I believe all that. So my hope would be if for whatever reason he believes that either he couldn't be reelected or that it wouldn't be in the best interest of the country, that he's not elected, that he would get behind someone else. Again, that's, that's a very, very big if, and he gives account to God, not to me. But let me say this one other thing. Let's just be realistic about any candidates. They're just people and they've got good qualities and bad qualities. And none of them is like, that's the whoa, oh, That's my can. That's the, it just doesn't exist anywhere, anywhere. Unless Jesus himself were running for a, 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 an office, that candidate does not exist. So let's not over exalt any of the candidates. Let's realistically assess and then let's vote our conscience accordingly. Hey, Matt, thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go over to Jacksonville, Florida. George, welcome to the Line of Fire.
5: Hey, Dr. Brown. Uh, Doctor Brown, Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I happen to agree with you uh, pretty much what you have to say. My, the only thing that I'll throw in there is um, too many of the uh, evangelical Christians, Christians in general, we've kind of lined up uh right behind the Republican Party to our detriment at, at times. Um
0: yeah, and, and George w. Specific, w. Let, let me just interrupt to say that's by and large speaking of white evangelical Christians, right? So not across the board, but you're a hundred percent right, hundred percent right about white evangelical you, Christians. Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're right, Dr. Brown. Uh the and what I've done is I've actually voted for the Libertarian Party, uh, and he had to really pin me down, Dr. Brown. Brown, I'm really more of a conservative libertarian if, if there is such a thing. I guess Ron Paul might be the closest thing to what I really believe politically. Uh, and I voted for um, – I voted libertarian in a couple of elections because I just was not happy with uh, – some of the things that went on, especially a later when George Bush got reelected in 2004, and then I voted. Uh, I was not going to vote for Mitt Romney under any circumstances. I knew he was, to me, he was a uh, he's a great deal maker, and that that's a good thing and a bad thing, and I just didn't trust him. And uh, the fact, that I guess, you know, maybe this is wrong to me or whatever, but. His Mormon faith is what disqualified him, you know, out of the gate. Uh, I mean, there was just no, I really felt like that, that was, uh, uh, and that was just an important issue to me. Um, so, but I think what we need to think about going forward, Trump is not the person for the job going forward in 2024. Uh, I live in Florida. Ron DeSantis has so far been a good governor. But I'm going to be honest with you. He lacks a lot of uh, a lot of charisma
0: that I think can get it over the line. All right, hey George, we got to cut you off, but thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it very much. We come back, Mary Ellen, Jim, John, your next. Stay right here. Thanks again, George. I appreciate it.
1: The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Welcome back to The Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go straight back to the phones. Mary Ellen in Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome to The Line of Fire.
6: Yes, thank you so much. I wanted to say that I agree 100% with uh, the 64-year-old woman donna um i'm 63 i think um, she was 6.
0: i think she was 68 but maybe you're right maybe i heard wrong either way go ahead as you're you know uh, your age I go just, ahead
6: i i agree with her and um i uh before donald trump got voted in i was so i was i didn't know the bible i've only been in the bible for two years and uh, learning the bible and I've been taught that the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth spelled out Bible, and it's so true and uh, I just felt like I was so in fear for my children and my grandchildren. I have seven grandchildren, and um, I did not raise them up in the with the bible and and uh they're atheists and it's and I just feel like the world has just become has, they've just America just got its eyes off God, and the money even says in God we trust, and and they just became so, the world just became so scary for me, and I felt like Donald Trump, when he came in, he, I didn't like his personality, I didn't like his ego, uh, I didn't like his past, but he, he was he wasn't afraid of anybody, and I felt like he was a blessing also from God, because... He stood up to other countries, and he protected American with America first. And you know, he was going to take care of us first. And our debt was so high, and I mean, he, everything that he just, everything that he did, I felt was led by God. That's what I wanted to say.
0: Hey, Mary Ellen, thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it. That's that's what the phone lines are for. Thank you. 866 34 truth. We go to Jim in Costa Mesa, California. Welcome to the line of fire.
7: Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I had a comment more than a question. Um, I I, uh, can't disagree with you about the fact that Trump would probably have a lot of baggage based on this, um, you know, January 6th and and other issues. Uh, So I would have to see who else might be, um, you know, a candidate that would be running against him. But, the comment I wanted to make is I, I kind of disagree with the gentleman that said he wouldn't vote for Romney. Um, I, I don't know if a lot of Christians know this, but I, the, uh, the statistics are that about 20 million Christians did not vote in Obama's second election because they're so self-righteous. Um, they, they thought, well, I can't vote, you know, for Romney because he's a Mormon, and so The christians elected obama and this has happened multiple times so i say that anybody that uh, is a christian that didn't support trump uh, either does not understand who the other candidates are they they didn't know who hillary really was okay we dodged a bullet if you've read clinton cash or hillary the other woman um they would be joyously supporting donald trump but uh, but there was an article written uh, basically ta- attacking Max Lucado because he came, uh, Max Lucado came out and said, um, I don't want my congregation to know how I vote or what my party affiliations are or who I would give my support to. But when Trump came along, he, ha- he had to speak out. And, and this article just eviscerates him. It's called Trump and the Pharisees. Um, and he basically was saying the same thing I'm saying. Uh, pe- people thought we were electing a pastor... Uh, yes, morals, you know, and integrity are important, but at the end of the day, we only have two choices. So I believe people that don't support, that didn't support Trump, didn't know who the candidates really were, and they didn't understand a two-party system. People that are like the gentleman that uh, called in earlier, that's supporting the Libertarian Party, he's just supporting uh, the Democratic Party, and and so I'll, I'll kind of end with this: that for me, the mic drop. Uh, for these morally superior uh, Christians to think I'm voting my conscience. They're not voting their conscience. They're supporting the wrong party. The mic drop is abortion. So it, 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 and People will say, well, you can't make it a one party issue, but you can. It, this is a, a, a genocide ten times greater than what Hitler did, and just on that one issue alone I can decide who I'm going to vote for. So, I don't know why people make it so complicated, and it it, to me, it's very sad to see Christians uh, sitting back saying, I'm not going to vote because, you know, uh, Trump was divorced, his wife posed nude, he's, you know, the mean tweet, you know, just the, his peccadilloes from 30 years ago, much of it. Um, so what they get is a party that I call the, 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 the a death cult. The what uh, To me.
0: Hey, hey Jim, it's, it's, Jim my, tell you what, I, 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 I want to let you speak and get that out. And as you were winding up. Um, I think you made your point very clearly, and I appreciate it. The phone lines are open for folks to do that very thing. I I would say a couple of things, not to rebut, but simply that yes, the slaughter of the unborn is horrific. And to me is always the number one issue when I go to vote. And for my black Christian friends say, well, how do you vote for a man like Donald Trump? How could you possibly do that? Because he brought so much reproach to the gospel. And, and and he's such a vile person. How could you vote for a man like that? I just turn around and say, if you vote a Democrat, how could you possibly vote for a man or a woman who is pro abortion? Among other things. So let's let's not judge each other too harshly right now. Let's come with humility and say, Hey, before the Lord, I don't understand how you could vote the way you voted. Can we have a conversation about it? Can we unite around Jesus, spend some time in his presence, worship the Lord together, get in the word together, and then Explain our voting perspectives. Maybe I'll change your mind. Maybe we'll change my mind. Maybe we'll agree to disagree on a certain level, or maybe we'll leave saying, You're wrong. Either way, let's give it an effort. But the horror of abortion is the horror of abortion. The horror of the Holocaust in doing what it did does stand alone and is unique. The slaughter of two out of every three European Jews the slaughter of nine out of every 10 Polish Jews, 3 million, 3.3 million living human beings outside of the womb. So let's, let's not just say abortion is 10 times worse than the Holocaust. The horror of abortion stands on its own. In any case, in any case, the phones are open for you to make your point not to agree with me and disagreement is as welcome as agreement. Let's see if I can get to one more call. John, in South Bend, Indiana, you've been holding most of the broadcast. If you can give me your question quickly, I'll try to answer quickly.
5: Uh, I have a question. Can I make a comment first?
0: Go ahead. Time, I, I time's want, time's I, limited, yeah. so go ahead. All right, buddy, I just choice. want to
5: say, okay, okay,
6: yeah,
5: um, I, I, uh, I don't support Trump anymore. I voted for him twice. I, I do know that the, I believe they stole the election by 20 million votes like that lady said that, you know, his name was said throughout the world. Well, that doesn't make somebody good. That's a logical fallacy. And, um, in terms of this guy talking to this called in, he said you should vote for him because he's better. That doesn't mean you have to participate in the Hegelian dialectic as in, you know, you have to pick your evil. You can, you don't have to take part in that at all. But I guess my question was, um, in terms of the culture war, God didn't mention LGBT uh, ridiculousness going on. And just wanted your opinion. because I heard it said, week ago. they said that, oh, this came from the protocols of the elder Lerner, elders of Zion. Just wondering, I've never heard you speak on that. Do you think that was even real or did that, oh, no. was protocols, that influential? Protocols
0: of the elders of Zion is 100% known factually in courts of law to be false, fraudulent, forgery. It was drawn actually from a French novel by Russian secret police, who then turned it into a document to try to indict Jews, claiming there was a cabal, secret cabal of several hundred Jewish leaders around the world, and they were ready to take over the world. And And this, of course, like 100 years ago, so they're always ready behind the scenes, and that they're going to dominate the world economy, going to do this, do that. So it's it's one of the most destructive, ugly, but completely false, fabricated, fictitious documents attacking, maligning, demonizing the Jewish people, pure anti Semitism, completely from the pit. And we have a country like America where Jews are a small minority but have great influence, like, ah, oh, they were taking over. You go around the rest of the world through Jewish history, Jews have been oppressed, persecuted, kicked out of countries. They're already running the world. As for the idea that gay activism, is somehow the fruit of 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 jewish influence Uh, the the fact the fact of the matter is it's jewish influence based on scripture which has helped provide moral values traditional jews strongly oppose these things and it's it's only liberal jews like other liberal americans that are for them and if you look at the beginning of the sexual revolution in america out of which LGBTQ activism ultimately flows out of it. Who were, the, who were the, the two fathers of it? Alfred Kinsey and Hugh Hefner. Both of them raised in very strict Christian homes. Both of them sexual and religious rebels. Both of them Gentiles. So protocols of the elders of Zion, terribly dangerous, terribly destructive, and all fabricated false, fictitious. Hey, thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it. And thank you to every caller, whether you agreed with me, differed with me, and everyone who listened and nodded your head or shook your head, thank you. This is how we discuss things together before the Lord. Let there be more light than heat. And remember, go to askdrbrown.org and sign up for my emails.